welcome to the new episode of the resistance gt guys um as you already know if you have listened to previous episodes the resistance gt podcast is here to help you learn english but unlike classical language podcasts uh here we don't do grammar if you want to do grammar this is not the right place right in this podcast i like to talk to you about topics that i find interesting and i try to explain everything so that you understand a maximum of things and the more you listen to these things in english the more you will understand that's why i advise you guys to listen to this podcast several times and to help you understand you can also read the transcript of the podcast to help you with words you might not know so we're gonna get started with this guys i hope you like it today's topic it's something that we have been talking about before in the previous text i sent to you via whatsapp i hope you guys find some interest on it and you find something useful out of it right i have a question for you probably well this is my second question and the question goes like have you ever heard about the genders theory maybe this is the first time you've heard about gender theory and this is something we discussed before as a previous question i asked you when a little boy and a girl is born in that case guys i will explain very simple what is it about okay you ready okay it's right here we go the gender theory is about the difference between biological sex and gender On the one hand, there is biological sex, which is what you have at birth when you are born. The baby is either a boy or a girl. But on the other hand, there is also gender, which is the construction of our gender identity. In other words, do you feel more like a man or a woman? Sometimes biological sex and gender can be different. For example, if a person is born with the sex of a woman, but in her head she feels more like a man. In France, there is a controversy about the theory of gender. In 2014, rumors spread on the internet. A rumor is information that is not verified and that spreads and that people exchange. So there was a rumor on the internet that the French school was teaching gender theory. People who had never heard these words in their lives thought that the school wanted to turn their boys into girls and their girls into boys. The parents of the students started texting each other to spread, to spread this rumor. Then the rumor began to grow and to be exaggerated. In the texts, The parents said that in the kindergarten, that is to say the school where the children go when they are between three to six years old, the mistresses talk to the children about masturbation. As a result, in several regions, parents were afraid and took their children out of school for several days. Of course, those rumors were completely false. But in 2016, so, you know, four years ago, uh, Pope Francis 
the Pope, you know, the Pope is the most important person in Catholic Church. So, anyways, Pope Francis also participated in the controversy. He said the French textbooks, in other words, books used in school, influenced the students when teaching them gender theory. And for the Pope, gender theory is unnatural because it influences children. It pushes them to choose a sexual orientation different from their biological sex. But in reality, in French textbooks, there's almost no mention of gender theory. So, biology books simply explain that in addition to biological sex, education and society have an influence on the construction of our sexual identity. But no teacher encouraged students to choose one sexual orientation or another. The Pope simply believed the rumors on this subject. I think that if there's so much controversy on this subject, it means that it's interesting. That's why I decided to talk to you about it today. Perhaps for you, the theory of gender is an obvious thing that you know well. On the contrary, perhaps you think that this theory is completely false and that we should not talk about it in school or in society. Are you ready? Boom, let's go. In the 1960s and 1970s, it was a time of sexual liberation in Western countries. Western countries are all European countries, including the United States. Young people, especially young women, want, want, want more freedom. They uh, are fed up. They are fed up with patriarchal society. That is the society in which men have all the power. They obtain the right to vote and they use it to obtain equality of other rights with men. Women want to be equal to men. Why am I using present? Why am I using present? Because I'm talking about a present situation in the past. In this context, American feminist intellectuals are beginning to question themselves, to ask themselves questions about the place of women in society. They then, then decide to study the inequalities of treatment, of consideration between men and women. They want to understand why women do not have the same rights as men. Why they cannot work in the same professions as men, for example, or why there are so few women among researchers and scientists. For centuries, all these things were considered normal. No one opposed them. No one saw any problem. But in 1960s, many women no longer want to accept this order of things. They want change. That's why they created gender studies. Gender studies to analyze the difference between men and women, to compare them, to measure them, to see if those differences really exist or, or if they were just invented. For example, for a long time it was thought that men were better than women in mathematics, that they were more gifted, more talented. We thought that the brains of men and women were different, that they didn't work the same way. 
With gender studies, this theory has been shown to be false. Men are not better than women in mathematics. The problem in understanding the theory of gender is that it touches on many different fields. Literature, philosophy, history, psychology, sociology, linguistics, ethics, etc. In all these fields, we try to analyze the difference between men and women. So it is difficult to summarize all these studies and all their conclusions, you know, their results. So be where gender theory does not say the biological differences between men and women do not exist gender theory fully recognizes that there are many biological differences but it also says that many differences are not biological they are only the result of our education or the way society views men and women To understand this, I will share with you a quote from Simeon de Beauvoir. Perhaps you know Simeon de Beauvoir. Um, she's a French philosopher who played a major role in the feminist movement in France in the 1970s. Well, Simeon de Beauvoir wrote a world-famous book called The Second Sex. And in this book, she writes... You're not born a woman. You become a woman. Again, you're not born a woman. You become a woman. What does this quote mean? You're not born a woman. You become a woman. You become one. It means that at birth, when a baby is born, it has a biological sex. But its behavior is neutral. Whether the baby is a, babe, a boy or a girl, he wants the same things. He wants to eat, wants to sleep, he wants to be with his parents. Little boys and girls have the same biological needs. But then, when the child grows up, he learns to behave differently. If the child is a boy, he will teach him to behave like a boy. And if it's a girl, she will be educated to become a woman. As a Simeon de Beauvoir wrote. Uh, to give you another example, I suggest you to listen to a f f uh, film ex uh, excerpt. This film is called Le Garçon et Guillaume à Table. It's like French, but it's good. You can put it in, in English too. It's a French comedy that came out in 2013 already. I find the title very, you know, interesting. In French, it says a table, when the meal is ready, you know, um, to the table or a table. It's almost the same. And we want everyone to come and eat. Generally, parents say at a table to call the children in the rooms. In the title of this film, it is the mother who calls her son to come and eat. But what is really weird is that she makes a difference between boys and Guillaume. Guillaume is the name of, the, of this character. Yet, Guillaume is a boy's name, you see? So, why does his mother not consider him as a boy? As his brothers. 
Well, precisely this is the whole su subject of this film. It's, it's kind of good. So in the excerpt, we're going to, uh, I'm going to read to you or you're going to listen to. The whole family is gathered for dinner. And there's Guyan's father, his mother, his two brothers and him. So just try to close your eyes and imagine the scene. It is a dinner with the whole family and the father talks to his son, William. This is a part excerpt from the film. Le garçon se guillame à table. So the father goes like, Good Guillaume, what sport do you want to do? I saw your booklet. You suck at sports. From now on, I want you to play sports every Saturday. So what kind of sport do you want to do? I don't know, football, athletics, boxing, judo, I don't know, Greek or Roman wrestling. Guillaume responds. Um, the piano? Hey, do you understand what is happening in this scene? Guillaume's father received his booklet. The booklet is a document sent by the school to the parents with the results of the notes, with the notes of the ch child. And unfortunately, Guillaume does not have good marks in sports. Good marks means good notes. His father tells him that he is bad in sports. Being bad in something means being bad, being a zero in school. Students sometimes say, I suck at math or I suck at geography. It means that they have bad grades in this subject. You don't say notes, you say grades when you talk about results about school. Because Guillaume has bad results sports, his father wants him to play sports every weekend. You know, every Saturday. Have you heard what sports he offers him? Football, athletics, boxing, judo, and even Greco-Romain wrestling. The Greco-Romain um, struggle uh, is a combat sport in which you have to put your opponent on the ground using only his arms and upper body. In your opinion, why does the father propose this sport in particular? What is the commonality between all these sports? You guessed? These sports are considered men's sports. They are very physical, even violent. The father found that his son Guillaume did not, did not behave as a boy which is why he encouraged him to play boys' sports, as did his brothers. Being athletic is part of what society expects of boys. We think that boys must be athletic, competitive. You can see it very clearly in this film clip. I really recommend you to watch it. It's very, very fun, right? It's, it's a funny film, but it also teaches, you, teaches us things. Comedies are often funny, they're entertaining, but you don't learn anything, they're just entertaining. In this film, Le Garçon de Guillaume Table, you will learn interesting things, I'm pretty sure. In this film, we see that a boy learns to become a man with his education. Guillaume doesn't like sports, but his father makes him to, to do them. Guillaume must you know, conform to the social model of man. He's obligated 
to play sports. But for girls, uh, we generally think it's not very important. If a girl is bad at sports, if she's bad at sports, I mean, that's okay. This difference shows us that society does not have the same expectations with men and women, which is why men and women behave differently. And how do you learn to become a woman or a man? Great question, right? When we are children, um, it is the education of our parents that influences us. The most visible example um, you know, are toys. This, the object with which children play, um, play with, with all these things, right? When you walk into a toy store, you immediately see the part with the, the toys for boys and the part with the toys for girls. You see them separately. In the boys' game, everything is blue because we think that blue is the color of the boys. And in girls, everything is pink. You think that biologically, boys prefer blue and girls prefer pink. That in their brain is written that we must love this color and not this one. You know what I mean? I personally, guys, like pink. I think it's a very intricated color. Right? Close the parenthesis. Of course, of course not. Simply put, boys and girls accustomed to loving these colors very early when parents decorate their room, for example, or when they buy them clothes. These decisions by parents and toys companies influence children's tastes. And what toys do parents buy from, uh, from little boys, right? What do they buy for little boys? You can mention some. Their toys are often for war or fighting. There are soldiers, superheroes, weapons, etc. So we encourage little boys to love violent things, right? Fighting from early ages. Yep. What do you think so far? Nice. For little girls, we buy dolls and they can dress up or make them up. With these dolls, we teach girls to pay attention to their appearance, to their clothes, to be maternal, you know? Do you understand? Very early on, children are taught what they have the right to love or not to and how to behave. Parents are often not even aware of this. They buy these toys simply because they believe that is what the children love. The education of parents influences children in how they build their gender, their gender identity. But the school also has a great influence. It is often said that boys are better than girls in hard sciences such as mathematics. This would explain why engineers are often men than women. To verify this, French researchers carried out a very interesting experiment at a university near Mar Marseille, that's in the south of France. The researchers did two groups of students. In each group, uh, there were boys and girls. Then the researchers invented a test. 
The purpose of this test was to reproduce a complex geometric form. In other words, the student had to redraw a geometric shape. The test was the same for both groups. The difference was that in the first group, the students were told that it was a geometry test. And in the second group, the students were told that it was like a drawing test. Well, guess what? In group one, who thought they were doing a geometry test, the boys got better grades. And in group number two, who thought they were doing a drawing test, it was the girls who got better grades. While the principle of the test was exactly the same for both groups. This is surprising, isn't it? So what does this experience show us? It shows us that stereotypes exist in schools and the students are victims of these stereotypes. There's no difference between the brains of men and women, but only a different per perception. In textbooks, the great mathematics of scientists are often men. There's no mention of women. So necessarily girls tend to think that these scientific subjects are rather reserved for the, for the boys. For example, there is a very famous scientist in France and Poland named Maria Skolodowska-Curie. I cannot say that twice. She is famous for she uh, won the Nobel Prize in Physics in uh, 1903 with her husband Pierre Curie. And she also won the Nobel Prize in Chemistry in 1911. But in the school books, she's always presented with her husband. They always say, Pierre et Marie Courier, as if a woman could not succeed without her husband. Yet, she won a second Nobel Prize on her own. Her husband uh, was not present. But, of course, that was not in the, in the, in the textbooks, right? After, parents, after parenting and studying, it is in the professional world that we create difference between the men and women. Once again, we think that there are professions reserved for men, such as, you know, engineer, firefighter, computer scientist, police, officers, you know, etc. And other occupations that are reserved for women. School teachers, nurses, uh, beauticians, if you didn't know the word, beauticians, okay? I'm putting some good vocabulary here for you. It is said that men have qualities necessary for one position, a woman for another. L you know, long ago, it was also thought that women could not engage in politics because they did not have the necessary politicians, right, skills. Politicians, on the other hand, were, uh, well, generally, generally all men. So for a woman, it is, it was impossible to pursue a political career. But the situation has completely changed now. There are more and more women in politics. Uh, you know, women MPS ministers, presidents, even, 
Yeah, in Brazil, I think there's a woman president. We didn't understand that everything we thought before was false. Women have, a, have a such, right, an immense intelligence, right, over men. It is the stereotypes that lead us to believe otherwise. Now, governments in some countries impose uh, parity. Parity or parity, depends which state you mention, right? Both are good pronunciations. Means that there must be as many women that men. For example, if there are 30 ministers, 15 ministers must be women and the other 15 must be men. With this kind of legis legislation, mentalities change, people begin to see women differently. However, in companies, there are still wage inequalities between women and men. Women wages are generally lower than those of men. In France, this inequality is 19%. This means that for the same job, at the, uh, the same responsibility, a woman earns on average 19 less than a man. That's kind of crazy, right? This is huge and completely unfair. There's no explanation for this difference in salary. Again, it's just a result of a stereotype that suggests that men are more qualified, more competent than women. Fortunately, there are more and more organizations that denounce and fight these inequalities. To conclude, we can say that gender theory is very important to help us become aware of gender stereotypes. Many of the differences that were thought to be biological are actually social constructions. Through gender theory, we can show that the difference in treatment, the difference in consideration of men and women are not justified and that, and that they must be uh, fought, whether in school or at work, whatever. Regardless of our biological sex, we are first and foremost human beings with our own character and ambitions. Our successes should not depend on our biological sex. Aha, uh -huh, yes. I'm gonna try to add some music to this so it sounds like more interesting. Uh, so, set two, that's it, guys, right? Uh, so, what do you think about this biological thing? Do you think it's all about biological? Do you think that when we are born, regardless of our um, biological sex, we can be successful in any single area? Uh, I've seen some good wrestler, woman wrestlers, right? And some women can knock you out, right? Uh, out of a punch. Of course, right? There are some things I believe are made for men and some others that are made for women. What do you think about this? Do you think uh, we all can perform the same professions or there must be a difference? Leave me your thoughts. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, this podcast is just for well-minded people. Thank you and have a blessed day.